this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should probably find out what Anchor is because Anchor is a free way to host your podcasts. It also gives you creation tools like the ability to record yourself, record with other people, edit as well, and do it from your phone or your computer. You don't need to go buy fancy tools to start. You can start with Anchor. And you can hit the nice distribute button, and it's going to send it out to all the places you want it to be, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. In addition to that, you can make money from your podcast with no basic listenership. In other words, if you only have 10 people because you're just starting, you can still monetize that. It's really hard to find a better place to start. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on the crazy podcast journey. clog the drain, uh, the kitchen drain, after it goes past the garbage disposal? Um, I, I haven't personally. I can't say that I have, no, but I have seen it done. My sister almost, uh, we joke, we say that she almost ruined um, or did ruin Thanksgiving because she, a uh, long time ago, peeled all the potatoes into the garbage disposal oh, and no. then ran, ran the garbage disposal. And that just turns it into like a starchy paste. <laughs> <laughs> it's like glue. Yeah, pretty much. So it was just a funny, um, uh, you know, thing to tease your sibling about. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's literally until 20 minutes ago. That's mm-hmm. what I was dealing with. You've been elbow deep in your garbage disposal? No, because it's past the garbage disposal. So actually what I had to do is luckily the way this house is set up that on the other side of the wall outside, there's an out, there's a out for the drain or for the, for the piping. Yeah. But it had moved past that too. (laughs) Now I, I, I probably speak for, you know, not just myself, but anybody listening to this, what were you putting in your drain? Uh, this was, it wasn't actually me, but um, so there's like this packaged chicken thing, but it was all small little pieces and it went through the garbage disposal. But mm. the problem here is this house is, you know, it's, it's haunted. Been, well, no, it's been here since 1964 and those are the original pipes. So, you know, 50, 60 years of just shit. That slowly right. lines the pipes. The two-inch uh, pipe slowly becomes a one-inch pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like an artery. Yeah. Just plaqued up. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Have you ever had to do that? Un- un- unplug one of these things? It's uh, I mean, disgusting business. Right. Well, I mean, I just see the stuff that just comes out of just, you know, normal sink cleaning. I can imagine, you know, decades worth. Well, let's just say that... 
Especially what, kitchen sinks. What happens to food in your gut right. is the exact same thing that happens to food in a pipe. Well, yeah, because I think all, you know, depending on what you're putting down that sink, you know, you got acids going down there, citric acids, you know, you got all that stuff. So it's, I mean, I've vomited down my kitchen sink a few nights. So even you have some stomach acids going down there. It happens. Oh, well, cool. yeah. And what, what comes out doesn't look much different than what comes out of a human. Well, no, it definitely doesn't smell much different. Except, uh, I will say this, uh, it's black. Like, yeah. So if you go to the if you go to the Instagram, you can see all, there's a. By the way, um, Lam and I mentioned this on the last episode. We're using the Instagram at random badassery. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, we said we don't need to say at symbol anymore. Right, right. R- random badassery, all one word, as visual aids for this show. So you can follow along. Sometimes we'll be putting stuff up as we're going. Yeah. It's going to be random. Yes. <laughs> but there will be stuff that we can point to in the show sometimes. I Like if there's stuff I know that I'm going to talk about or might yeah. might talk about, I put stuff... I have, have our interns put up stuff for us. But if you go to the last picture I posted, there's a device that I will go to in a, go to in a minute. When you go to the second picture, you can see the black stuff that looks like pottery soil. That's pipe poop. Yeah, looking at right now, all of both these things, uh, the first picture and then the red thing and the second one, all look like things you can put up your butt. Yep. Well, the second thing is actually a pipe wrench, so I don't think you want to put a pipe wrench up your ass. Well, but I you mean, could. Just without zooming in, it just looks like a... Red you know, dildo. Yeah. <laughs> a and clamp on a, red dildo. <laughs> and that hose over there, I can go up your butt. And then there's a uh, suspicious looking silt in the background, yeah. Yeah, it looks but, like your butt. But uh, yeah, so you, so th- what you see, that's actually not a hose down there. That's actually a snake. Oh. So what I first I had to do, you, unfortunately, I didn't get the, the pipe in the picture, but it's right behind on the ground behind that pipe wrench. But it's about, it's about two inches wide. So you open it up, you know, you spin that out. You got to use the pipe wrench because it's got a square head on it. And then you shove this snake in there, which is just a really, really firm piece of wire. But it's about as thick as rebar. Problem is, is if... So literally on the other side of that is the sink. So when you push in there, you're pushing towards the sink. But pipe comes down and it goes at a right angle, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when it goes at a right angle, that's going out to sewage. That's where everything you put down your drain goes. Well, if your clog is not between where you are and the sink, there's no way to tell that little snake to go left. (laughs) <laughs> to make a ninety degree left turn, um, there are some fancier ones that you can spin that you can try to trick it into going there. But I don't have that one. This one is—I mean, this was my grandfather, so it's probably from nineteen nineteen fifty something. So then I had to go get the butt plug that you see in the first picture. Uh, I didn't say the package. I can't remember what the hell this thing's called, but this thing is incredible. So what you do with this thing is you stick that thing into the hole and you just <laughs> it's uh, there's so much so much uh, of plumbing is suspiciously like talking about but well, I mean it is all it, it is all plumbing. It is all plumbing some way or the other. Uh but you don't nobody gets any pleasure out of playing with kitchen plumbing. Hey man, don't kink shame. <laughs> Somebody there's something out there for everybody. <laughs> this is not something you would want to put there. Once I tell you what it does. <laughs> so on 
the left end where the bracket, you know, where the metal part is, obviously that screws onto the hose. Mm-hmm. The other end, there's a small hole, mm-hmm. which shoots out water. Mm-hmm. But the black part, so you're shoved, you shove this up as far as you can with the hose attached to it <laughs> until you can't push it any further. <laughs> and then you turn the hose on full power. Full now, power. what that, that black thing does is it expands. Of course it does. Because you want that all the way up against the walls of the pipe. Yeah, it gets engorged. Yes. Now, if you did that inside of yourself, you would die. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> but theoretically, this should stop water from coming back at you. So now you can send the full force of the hose down the pipe, and hopefully it pushes, in my case, chicken to sewage. That's brilliant. Or, or one time we had uh, artichoke. Somebody put an artichoke in the disposal. Somebody was me, actually. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was like vegetables. It's a vegetable. It'll grind up. Yeah, no, yeah just, just like potatoes. It's it's nothing but fiber. It's like putting rope down there. Yeah, yeah. But this whoever invented this thing, I don't know what the hell it's called. I know how to find it <laughs> in Home Depot because I went to buy it. But that thing is brilliant. I mean, we I put it in there, turn on the hose, sat there for we'll say a minute and a half, and then all of a sudden the sound in in the the pipe is different. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. you start getting a different tone. A little bit yeah, something's tone. moving, and it's all good now. After, and that black stuff is just the foulest shit ever. And it's if you look at my thumb in that picture, it's under my thumbnail. Yeah, oh yeah, the whole picture has a kind of like a bluish, uh, kind of weird tinge to it. Yeah, shit tinge. <laughs> tinge of shit. And, and it's just it's. Oh, I didn't take it. I did take a picture, but I didn't put it up. But you see that silt in that second picture. Imagine yeah. that times, we'll say seven. Mm-hmm. That's how much came out. And when you wash that from there, it doesn't dissipate. So you're just moving that black yeah. slowly from one place to another, and then you hope that it dries out in the sun. And you could move it again. It's a lot of fun. Everybody should clog their drains right now. <laughs> just don't don't it, call this me. This is why you keep up with pipe maintenance. Mm. Best part about that little butt plug thing, though, is it's only twelve bucks. Oh, plus twelve dollars to solve a very, very difficult problem. If you go to one of those specialty uh, bathhouses, it'll cost you way more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll go home with hemorrhages and everything. <laughs> it's funny how, like, almost seems like every time that you know we record, like the the day leading up to it, some type of conversation I have, kind of oddly ties in whether it's directly or just kind of you know um jokingly directly um we're just having a conversation today about uh bidets and oh. um the magic of the bidet but also to the uh the fear of the bidet um because of the you know the the chance for mess like there's an opportunity <laughs> for you to misguide wait, 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 you before you go any further tell people who don't know what a bidet is what a bidet is bidet is pretty much it's uh like if you took the bowl of the toilet and then stuck a power washer hose right in the middle of it in the bottom and pointed it at your bottom um and it's you know we're trying to figure out if the the order is you know do you okay you poop and then do you wipe a day and then wipe again because that's now you're just adding in more toilet paper and that's just wasteful or do you poop and then do you try to you know power wash everything off and then just a little you know dry off with the a little pat pat um or like what's 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 the right way to do it because i've never used one 
I think it's and, I think it's wash and then dab. Okay, that makes that makes sense to me. Um, you might have drip dry in there, but it's like <laughs> you know, I, I can see I can see the uh, wanting to like kind of do a, a a prime wipe first. You know, it's like rinsing off the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher, right? Um, because like, what if you got a really bad one and it's like there's a lot to do down there? It's like you want to kind of like am I conserving water? Am I conserving toilet paper? Which one's more important right now? Yeah, I think um, you don't want to think of the the bidet so much as a as a dishwasher, so much as a power washer. Right. You don't wash the driveway before you turn on the power washer. You which just is, turn on the power washer. Which is my point of, you know, there's a, a huge margin for error on a bidet um, because you, uh, you know, if you're not used to it or you're not positioned right, you have a chance of walking out of the bathroom soaked. Well, having, I've only used one once. And when I was in, in France, of course, mm-hmm. where they're very popular, right. um, it's not as strong as you think it is. Well, I just my somewhere my, between a power washer and a water fountain. Well, because I'm not talking so much as far as like you know, uh, like the intensity and the power behind. But my first introduction to a bidet uh, was growing up and watching Crocodile Dundee. And when he comes to New York for the first time, and he's left in his apartment or his, uh, you know, I guess it's an apartment, his little hotel room apartment for the first time, and he's kind of poking around, and he gets to the bathroom, and he sees what looks like two toilets. And he starts playing with the nozzle, and all of a sudden, this stream of water, like a water fountain, just starts <laughs> going higher and higher, like over his head. Yeah, and it's like you have to. I mean, are you sitting there, like, kind of gazing down between your legs while you're doing it, trying to, like, you know? I think your eyes are usually curling back because it feels. feels well, that's good. the other thing that came up in conversation was like, it's the fear of like, is it going to tickle a lot? I'm like, well, have you ever used a, you know? What's the worst could happen? You shit yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, no. It's like, well, that's the other thing. Is is what does the bidet have its own like built in toilets that like? What if you poop into the bidet? Well, it has. Yeah, is, there, well, is there is there a, like a big enough? Is the it bidet what? is like a the bidet is some sometimes the bidet is part of the toilet. It's the same thing sometimes. Nowadays, I think that would make sense where people like add in. You know, I think they make those where it's like a. Um, but it does have a drain. Well, but I mean, just we're a talking smaller traditional, hole. Bidet. traditional bidet. Is it equipped and set up? It's like, hey, we're not meant for this. Get this out of here. You're supposed to do that in fucking Charlie next door. Um, so I'm it's, wondering. It's, it's got holes like, um, it's just got a smaller hole. I mean, it's really, in a lot of ways, it's like a water fountain. Right. But so as I'm saying, if you pooped into the bidet, are you in trouble? I mean, is, is that there more of that, is that? Is that more work? Because like, if it's not equipped to take a poop and to, you know. You know. I'm not positive. Yeah. But this, this would no. be the one time where like if we actually like asked people to send us in things. Please explain to me. Because you know please please send Tom on his Instagram, not on the random bed. <laughs> your experience send me, is with send me all of your bidets, bidet. everything you know about bidets. Um I feel like there should we should be able to make up a fake word between like accident and the word bidet. I just can't put it together yet. Like mm-hmm. bid accident. No. No. I'll look it up. I'll the diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, that's a stretch. Um, it is a stretch. Let's see here. But uh, no, because I was trying to say, if like you've never used one, the closest thing I could get to, because I mean, I, I feel like my whole, um, you know, claiming I haven't used one or not, I, I'm aware of what the sensation would be. I have a detachable shower head. That I can change to like, you know, because it's like, oh, no, it's one stream. Well, I can change it to where it's one stream. 
And then it's, you know, kind of the same idea. It's the same kind of sensation. It's the same kind of uh, process and outcome. Um, but I just feel like the, the sitting there still fully clothed and the danger of one wrong move and I got a big soak streak going up my back or, uh, you know. <laughs> I, but I it think... turns out, apparently, there's uh, shower heads that I wasn't aware of that have like hose attachments for home enema uh, usage. No kidding. Apparently. And now I... I, it's nice that you are shocked by this as well because now we're not alone. I mean, not to uh, terrify everybody, but let's go further into this poop conversation. Um, <laughs> um, I've I've only done uh, I've never done an enema. Neither have I. I'm so curious though, because um, number one, I mean, obviously, like yeah, you, you want to clean something every once in a while, like like your pipes. A, yeah, it's a little a little strange, you know. Like yeah, once the pipe two inch pipe becomes a one inch pipe after yeah. years yeah. of non maintenance, I'm sure it's the same in the human body. I'm sure that's why my gut is always so bloated. My pipes are clogged up. I need to get cleaned out. Maybe maybe we should give you like an assignment. Like for the week, you need to go and you need to have an enema. <laughs> <laughs> and then report back. <laughs> I don't know if I can squeeze like, that in work. this week, but it's possible. Uh, those... those those would be if the, like, this was our full time job. Those would be the type of things that we would do. Like, all right, this week Tom gets an enema. Mm. <laughs> Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion to Tom gets colonic. <laughs> Actually, so I, just, I don't know what the difference between those two is. Do, are are do you colonic and enema? Um, well, I, I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't know the 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 the. the the dictionary definition of the two. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to look that up right now. After I've already searched, can you poop in a bidet? I hope you're not using Google. Uh, it's uh, Safari. So Apple, Google. No, it's Google. Uh, they're, they're tracking you. They know all about your poop problems now. And probably the camera is probably looking at me. That's why I switched all my Safari stuff to DuckDuckGo. Like, nobody needs to know the weird shit that I search, usually for this show, by the way. Hey, <laughs> I guarantee you, there's people out there searching much weirder shit than me, wondering. Yes, but I don't want them to know the weird shit I'm searching. I don't care about everybody else. But I don't do enough <laughs> for any of this stuff to matter to these people. Like, they're not That's what you think, but you're probably like the prime target for them because they're like, how do we get him? They're not going to get me. It's not going to work. How do it's we not going to happen. They don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. You oh, yeah. might know that, but they don't know that. Colonic. I mean, how do we get him to switch to an Android phone? Mm. It's not going to happen. Make the interface just like an iPhone and then... And make Apple make it. Yeah. <laughs> have Apple make the goddamn... <laughs> like, how can we get him to use an Android phone? If we had Apple make the phone, I think he might buy it. Okay, so here we go. Animals. Dun, dun, dun. Enemas involve a one-time infusion of water into the colon. By contrast, colonics, also known as colonic hydrotherapy or irrigation, involve multiple infusions. What's more, the main objective of an enema is to evacuate the lower colon, while colonics uh. are meant to clean, uh, cleanse a larger portion of the bowel. Ooh. That's what I thought. It was a depth thing. So no. it's like colonics is kind of like, uh, it's like an exercise or, you know, it's like jazzercise. Like I got to go in for my colonic this week. Whereas Anima, you're like, got a problem. Anima's like calling a plumber. Yeah, Anima's just a, you know, 
Oh, there's a, a hair, you know, hairball built up on the top, you know, by the little dropper stopper. You pull that out and you get that yourself. Kalonic, you got to go in and see a trainer. Kalonic is like having somebody go in and like, it's like having your chimney cleaned. It's like, yeah, seeing the, seeing the, uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Chim- I mean, these are all great, you know, comparisons because the same thing happens to a chimney. You know, yeah, that, and that black stuff that came out today yeah. looked a lot of what, like, what comes out. And when you don't clean out your chimney and that buildup happens and that, you know, four foot wide chimney turns into a two foot wide chimney, that stuff's all flammable and that shit will burn your house down. You know, it's ironic that we start a show talking about shit when I'm pretty sure most of our audience, and there's a, at least 70% of our audience is female. <laughs> <laughs> so <they> probably <laughs> all just went nope. Like here's dudes talking about poop again. Wonderful. <laughs> Who do you think I was talking about poop with earlier? Dudes. Nope. Really? Yeah. Was it your thought, Tiana? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's the one thing about having the Instagram thing where I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you gotta go and see that. If you haven't gone checked out, you don't understand what Chad's talking about. You gotta go well, one of the things for me that's entertaining, by the way, um, it's posts from all three of us that the interns put up for us. Yes. Um, so sometimes I have to guess. I'm like, was that Lamb or Tom that put that that that, that post pertains to? That one I'm, I know it was you. Obviously, that came from me. Yeah. But yeah, there's no one knows or wants to know what it is that we are referring to and doesn't have your Instagram handy or your phone. Uh, glued to your face. Tough uh, shit. No, just kidding. <laughs> back with the shit again. Um, oh, damn it. Let's see. Okay, let me pull it up real quick. I have it in front of me. Um, I need a girl who I can have an intelligent conversation with. Thought Tiana. T-O-U-G-H-T-I-N-A. Yes. I, like thoughts. And I-A-N-A. Sorry. I-N-A. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's where it's all at. That's that where it's at. down with. I liked that one. I was like, ah. Did you search for that or did you type that up yourself? That was sent to me. Interesting. So this this thing is it's it's becoming a meme beyond a meme. Yeah, except for me, it's all coming from the same person. The same. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. It's your your thought Tiana source. <laughs> I got a source in the streets that's keeping me tapped in to your thought Tiana dealer. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, so back to the bidet thing, since I have it up here in front of me. Uh, The question is, can you poop in a bidet? And the answer is yes and no. If you have a toilet seat bidet, then yes, because it's it's sitting atop a toilet bowl that's capable of flushing your poop. But if it's a standalone bidet, like the one that we've been talking about, like the one that they feature in uh, uh, Crocodile Indeed that did not get acting credits... um, then please don't defecate or pee and throw your tissue in it. I.e. kind of like don't shit in the shower. Right, unless you're like Kramer and you have a garbage disposal in your shower drain. Um, so I was correct in saying that a, a classic um, bidet is not uh, equipped to be pooped in. So if you're not ready to be bidet, um, If you don't want your shit splashing up against you... Well, it just sit a little bit longer in the prepared. toilet. Just, you know, make sure everything, relax, let everything out before you get to, because... I guess then you want to make sure you don't bidet too deep then. Exactly. You know, it's like if you if you are too relaxed and, you know, uh, the gates are open and 
you know, you're just kind of, you're letting that, that stream of, uh, of cleanser coming at you. It's going to do something that you're not prepared to handle. You'll end up spending your evening like I did with a garden hose, <laughs> spraying black silts across tile. <laughs> yeah, but your it's your bathroom tile in this situation. They have an outside cleanser port. Uh, do you sit on a bidet? A bidet is intended to help you wash and clean up after using the toilet. But the fixture is not an actual toilet. Some use a bidet without toilet paper. Some use toilet paper and the bidet. Oh. And some use the bidet and then dry off with a towel. Hmm. Oh, I don't want to be the person who washes those towels. To straddle or sit on the bidet. This is all very useful information. And Straddling sounds more comfortable than sitting on it. Well, I mean, there's not a seat. You know, there's no... Yeah, that's there's what no, I mean. There's no cheek support. It's just like if you took a toilet, if someone doesn't, if anybody listening has not seen a bidet. We're going to have to put a picture of the bidet up. I'm, I've, got some, I've, got some awesome, I've got some awesome animations here in front of me of a crash test dumby sitting on a bidet backwards. How the hell do you spell bidet, by the way? B-I-D-E-T. Bidet. bidet. Oh, yeah. Step right. one. Always use the toilet before you use the bidet. A bidet is intended to help you wash and clean up after using the toilet, but the fixture is not an actual toilet. Some use bidet, blah, blah, blah. I already read this. Step two, straddle or sit the bidet. With bidets that are standalone fixtures, you have a choice of either facing towards the controls, so facing the wall, like a urinal, uh, for the water, or facing away from the controls, similar to sitting on a toilet. When you actually face the controls on the bidet, it is easier to turn the jets on and off. Imagine that. It's like, you know, sitting on a little little car and you get your little uh, twisties and or sitting at the you know, odometer. The, the hel- yeah, you're at the helm of, you know, the Star Trek Enterprise. Um, uh, that's the first time Star Trek's come up in an episode with you and I. Yeah. And I just want to point that out. And the, I am aware it's not the Star Trek Enterprise. It's, you know, Star Trek's Enterprise, Starship Enterprise. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm reading about bidets, okay? My mind's focused on Get something. back to the shit, for God's sake. That's what they really want to know about. controls on the bidet. It is easier <laughs> to turn the jets on and off or make adjustments. In the, yeah, because otherwise you're sitting there trying to reach behind you, trying to do a weird twist and backhand. It's, yeah. That's yeah, and you know, what if you turn it up instead of turning it down? Yeah, no, right. no. Now, this is where it comes in because, yeah, if you're facing this way, it, mind you, remember, it's designed like a toilet. So you have the bowl comes out and then towards the back end, if you're facing the wall, you got uh, the, you know, the drain part, the bottom, the base of it, get in the way of your pants. So if you have pants on, you may need to remove them before you can straddle the bidet properly. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. uh, the, the toilets where you have to stand, the squatting toilets. They advise you just take off your pants. Right. Are you talking about squatty potties or just the holes in the ground? like in The holes in the ground. Like in, yeah, yeah. For me, it was in Bosnia. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, because uh, it's very easy to accidentally poop in your pants. Yeah, miss miss the hole and drop it yeah. right into the crotch right, of your pants. Right where you started. <laughs> With the various models and bidet configurations, you will need to look at the bidet being used in order to determine the proper straddle or sitting position. Yeah, because I could definitely see that be an issue. But also, too, you got to wonder... Well, I guess any place that's going to have a toilet bidet, it's going to be in like a kind of, it's not going to be in an open, it's not, they're, out there, they're not out there like urinals. So it's like kind of awkward to be in a public place and you're just dropping trowel, taking them off, hanging them over the uh, the towel rack. Well, I guess maybe if it's, if it's a culture where that happens all the time, maybe it's not a big deal. I guess. You know, like the, the place where I was talking about with the, with the hole in the floor. Right. Um, by the way, it's not just a hole in the floor. There's handles, guys. So you and basically... Little, and little place little uh, outlines for your feet. Yeah. So you basically, you're doing like a back arch. 
sort of. But uh, it's it's like a stall, but the doors and everything. Sorry, it's not like a stall. A stall is exactly what we have in bathrooms here. It's like um, like a changing room. It's like that size. Um, at least the ones that I was in there. It's 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 bigger, and there's a hook for your clothes, and then the doors go all the way to the top and all the way down to the bottom. So you're like completely isolated. Hmm. Poo privacy. Well, I mean, that's what we all want. I think we all strive for that. You know what? One of my biggest pet peeves is to take a little steer away from poo, but um, kind of similar. Uh, I hate when people try to talk to me when I'm in the bathroom. I uh, hate it. What And what exactly? Like if I'm in my house and I'm sitting on the toilet and somebody tries to talk to me through the door. Why? Who would no, do no. that? Huh? Why, who, who does that? Who do Family who do members. That? Oh, I guess. I guess that makes. I mean, for it's me, a pet oh, peeve. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like if you have the one place where you can be left alone, <laughs> it's on the toilet. I feel like it's it's you know if it's uh, if they go out of their way knowing that you're sitting there taking a dump or in the bathroom and they're just still continuing. But if it's like they don't know where you're at and it's uh, it's right. Bad, and you answer them or they start talking and you answer them, they're like, oh, oh, where are you? Oh, you're in the bathroom. Okay, no, I'll talk to you when you come out. Yeah, like, see, that's how I would be. I'd be like, oh, sorry. But some people will be like, oh, okay. And then they'll keep talking. Walk like, up and lean against you know, the door. I'm, I'm doing something that does require a little bit of effort here. Yeah. <laughs> and you might hear some things you weren't prepared to hear. And I'm I'm also reading. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do all this at once, man. Yeah. Well, oh, you know, we're going to go to the... I don't care. I Honestly, I'm busy. until the moment I leave this room, I don't care about anything. Yeah, I don't care what you guys... Nothing outside... This, I'm in my own universe. Nothing else exists around me right now. That's why, you know, like they, they talk about uh, all these um, soundproofing this and soundproofing. How come no one ever's ever, you know, like they have deodorants for smells in bathrooms. How come no one's ever come up with like a, a sound deodorizer, you know, for the bathroom? Like it, it's it just uh, certain sounds between these frequencies you can't hear in a bathroom. Are you talking about? Shit disguise for the, for the people outside the bathroom, right? No, in public bathrooms, I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you went into a public bathroom, you know, they usually have those little white boxes that spray yeah. shit in the air to make so, it smell. Yeah. Every so often, there's a, yeah, there's an, uh, a spritzes, you know, some, deodorizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But somebody should invent a little unit like that that can analyze sound and go, oh, that tone right there, that's that's a tone that, that nobody wants to hear. That, Padunk sound? Yeah, let's just find a way to block that out. That would have to. That would only no. have to like be. The bathroom would have to have those like floor to ceiling, like you know, closet stalls, not the ones that are open top, open bottom. Your no, but I'm saying by like releasing a tone that cancels it out. You know, like that. I don't you, know if that's possible, man. I, well, I'm not positive, but I'm. What I'm saying is, why hasn't anybody invested money into discovering how to make that possible? The only thing I could think of in today's you know realm of reality and things that are actual uh in existence is you just as you walk in the bathroom there's a hole you check out some sanitized uh, noise canceling headphones mm. pop those some bitches on go into your business there might even be some you know some pleasant music lightly playing in the background oh, what's that? and see that would work Drinks. for men because we don't we don't have social time in the bathroom um, right, chit chatting. And no, I, you're in there obviously, we're we're stereotyping here, but for the most part, from what I understand, women like to talk in the bathroom. Yeah. Not My all times, women, obviously, but 
some some women. Yeah. For all of my time spent hiding in women's bathrooms. I mean, um, having been told about women's bathrooms. Um, <laughs> you know what happens to me, though? That, you know, I, I try to hold on. You know, it's like... No more commonplace is there for a, a random dude to want to strike up a conversation with me about my goddamn beard than in the bathroom. <laughs> and I can always see it coming. I can always feel it coming. I always know when it's coming. And it usually happens at the sink. Because like, you know, Sam in there first, you know, and I get in there and they like catch. I don't know what it is. I don't know why the beard is still such a thing that people are like, oh my God, what is that? Did you see that? Oh my God, look at that. It's like, it's hair. Okay. People have been having beards for centuries. Since the beginning of time. God has a beard, apparently, according to some people. It's just the thing. It's, it happens. It's not a unicorn. Well, and it always starts probably with the same sentence. Sweet beard, dude. Something along those lines. But it starts with the look. I can feel him eyeballing me. <laughs> it's like getting picked up on, but not getting picked up right, on. Right, you know? And it's like... And I never, ever have any of these situations ever made me feel like, oh, this guy's like, you know, amen. So up. It's always I know this guy wants to talk about my beard right now, and I just like face down, looking at the sink, washing my hands. I can see it like in my periph, in the mirror. He's keeps kind of doing the head quick turn over, looking, and then the moment like either my eyes raise up, not even towards him, just up in the level where, okay, now he's primed to look in my general area. It's oh man. Amazing beard. Oh, sweet beard, bro. Oh, nice. It's like, thanks. <laughs> just, you know, it's just in here. But the, there's at least five guys behind us with their pants down. I'm not into this right now. This is not a conversation I want to be having. I don't socialize and talk to strangers in the bathroom. That's not something I do. I don't care what it is about. What's with the guys? I've, I've noticed this recently. The guys who don't understand the don't talk at the urinal rule. It's like this unspoken thing that everybody understands. But then you get the guy next to you like... Hey, man, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, no. Hell of a game, no. huh? <laughs> Sir, we're at uh, Safeway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are in uh, Red Robin right now. No game. What game are you playing? <laughs> Obviously, you're playing the talk to me while I touch my pee pee game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that game. <laughs> That's when you just pee on his shoe. Oh, what was that? What was that uh, Jack Nicholson movie where he pissed on the Wolf. guy's shoe in the bathroom? Yep. Just yeah, mark him my territory. Hands on his hips, kind of doing a little slow, uh, like, uh, uh, sprinkler action, you know, just kind of spanning, scanning, sweeping, just putting all over. How the fuck did they get him to do that movie? <laughs> uh, well, it is Jack Nicholson. I mean, like, Jack, we have a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> pretty much. I think that's, yeah. Well, if you put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> you had me at cocaine. <laughs> You had me at Jack. <laughs> Every time somebody says my name, it's followed by we have cocaine. I ain't got Jack. He became more Southern with my accent right there. Yeah, suddenly it's uh, the Colonel. He has an interesting accent because it's it does like almost become Southern, but it's not. Yeah, it's just got some of that unique uh, to it. Yeah. Like that. I don't know what you call that. It's not twang, but it's like he's his own kind of guy. Yeah, he's he's Jack. What is he, like 907 now? Yeah, I mean, and he doesn't um, he doesn't do anything anymore because uh, I think from what I remember reading, he uh, 
was losing confidence in his ability to like remember and uh, just perform in general. So he doesn't mm. uh, take on new projects. I think it was the last thing he did. I don't think Departed was the last thing he did, but. Oh, he's 82. Oh, fuck me. Damn. Damn. Oh, let's see. I don't want to. Um, yeah, I can't tell. Let's say if I can see the the last movie he did with a quick glance and not have to read the page, then I would tell you. But I, <laughs> it's too much work. I just don't want. I don't want. Where's these accents coming from? I, know, I, I do. I, I do southern accents a lot. Anybody from the south probably thinks I'm the fucking asshole. Smack you the next time they see you. You know what I was thinking of? Uh, I was at. Uh, I was out out at lunch and there's these guys at the table next to me. And I was thinking like, sometimes, you know, when you, when you do like a dumb character, sometimes you slip into like a Southern accent like that. But then there's the, there's one accent that nobody seems to do very often, but it's probably the the dumbest if you could do it right. And I don't know, I'm not going to try to do it right now because I haven't practiced this one yet, but I was listening to this guy and like, this guy was the epitome of it. It's the, California guy, but not the surfer dude. See, people will go to surfer dude with this, and it's not surfer dude. Mm-hmm. It's the California guy that talks at full volume mm-hmm. and um, talks about inappropriate things really loudly. Okay. Yeah. And uh, let me see if I... I'll, I'll try right now. Um, let me pull back from the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Don't blow us out. Yeah, dude. So like we were just, you know, like my my sister, she just loves that shit. She watches it all the time. She's she's like really into that shit. And then I got I got uh, my car and I was like, let's go, man. You know, like fuck that. That accent. Yeah, I get you. You know that guy. I would see them every day. Yeah. Him. They uh oh there's the guys like the guys in the video that you had on your uh, one of your stories oh, yeah yeah the, the and there's another one today mm. there was a the a part they won't two be able to see it so you have to describe it to them right no I can pull it up there was part two and it's another fight downtown posted on the same page um and it's uh it's a radio show down in L A they used to be up here in the Bay Area which I when they were Woody. here that's a uh, menace yeah um the Woody show up here they're on uh. Uh, mornings, you know, Woody, Tony, and Ravy. Um, so I did a spot on their show once. It was fun. Um, let's see, pull it up real quick. The Woody show, but it's, you know, they keep, they always will post stuff, you know, LA area, they'll put Bay Area news stuff. Um, I guess just because they, uh, you know, are still tied to the area. Yeah. For while you're looking for that, I'm going to explain something yeah. to our non California, even our non Bay Area listeners which is like 90% of our audience. So in the Bay Area, specifically in San Jose, we have what are called by some people, douche bros. Mm. <laughs> These are douchey guys um, who like to go out. Um, you, you probably have a version of them wherever you live. They like to go out in um, packs, get in fights, try to get laid, mostly get in fights. Yeah, that's mostly all they go up for is just to start shit. I think if they don't get laid, they just decide, okay, let's fight then. I don't even, I mean, I feel like it's being the douche bro is kind of goal number one. Like that's what they're going out for. Yeah. They're usually like, they look like they work out at the gym. They're usually in fairly good shape. Their t-shirts usually a little too tight. Mm. 
That was um that was cherry flavor cherry lime LaCroix. Oh, Mr. Highbrow. Yes, it's very Um, tasty. Okay, so video one is on a uh, very well-known street, just out in front of a uh, very popular um, little, you know... uh, Nightclub. Yeah, nightlife spot. Um, I don't care for it. Um, But anyway... It's It's because it's full of douche bros. Right, and it's just a fight outside in the street you know, right up next to the uh, bacon wrapped hot dog fella. Um, and it's multiple, you know, it's like, a, I, I can't really discern the, it looks like one group fighting two dudes. Um, yeah, it's really hard to tell who belongs to who. <laughs> um, let me here, pull it up and get some audio. And apparently there's, uh, who's he looking for? Juan, I think it is. So he keeps looking for. I didn't listen with sound. Yeah. So the guy recording it. Just keeps, Juan! Juan! Now, right now, there's two dudes punching on one dude. And then he just got slammed to the ground. And the other guy's doing, like, hammer fists. Juan, where you at, Juan? Where you at, Juan? Juan! Oh, hammer fist. Oh. Another dude comes out of nowhere. He's involved now. Now it's like six. There's also a guy, like, jumping around like he's a little frog. Biggest tragedy of this is that there's a lime scooter knocked down on the ground right in the middle of all this. Is there a way to post this on on our Instagram? I might be able to, but um, let me get you to the second one. So this one was posted today, and it's continued search for one. It's one girls, part two. This is girls fighting. <laughs> girls to the ground. Three girls taking to the ground right now. Maybe one's the bouncer. Yeah, so that's that's you know that's, that's what San Jose to San Jose. You know that's why you I guys loved, ever want to come visit. <laughs> I loved working downtown. I loved it <laughs> on a, every day of my life spent downtown dealing with these drunks and these just inconsiderate human beings that just don't know how to behave. You know what I think about is we just had it uh, last week or the week before. Is every year Apple has their WWDC, the Developer Conference? Yes. So all these developers and programmers come from all around the world. Now, they used to go to San Francisco. Now they come to San Jose because of Apple's new campus and all that. Um, They do at the convention center. So for a week, all these people from around the world are hanging out in downtown San Jose. And all I want to do is put up signs and go, I know the conference is down here, but when you hang out, leave downtown because you will never like San Jose if you stay there. I guess as long as you know, but there's there's areas you know where you know the powers of be are trying to uh, kind of create little safe havens, you know, little, little right nirvanas, and it kind of works. But these kind of you know douche bros, they show up no matter what. Yeah, because they're. I mean, downtown's not that big. No, I mean they're going to find it. You know, it's like any place that's nice and has something decent to offer, they're going to show up and they're going to find it and they're going to fuck it up. You know, because that's just what they do. And, yeah, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the bar, but there was this is not downtown. There was well, another yeah, bar in San Jose. Actually, this happened to two bars that I know of. There was a really cool little place we used to go there, and like, hey, everybody here is really nice. And then all of a sudden, the douche bros found it, and it just—I'm like, I never want to come here again. 
Mm-hmm. It, it just it becomes a different place where where you bump in. See what happens for people who don't know this. Um, what happens if you're not a douche bro and you're in a douche bro place? Maybe you're walking through with your drink, and you bump into somebody. Ninety percent chance you just started a fight, <laughs> even though you probably spilled your own drink. Right. So it's just not fun. It's like if you ever saw a sausage party, the douche. It's pretty much that. You want to go, bro? I still haven't seen that. Is it actually oh, good? My. Okay. If Sausage Party, it was, I mean, from the movie poster, like you get kind of an idea of what is in store. Like, okay, there's going to be a lot of, and who's involved with it. Like you're going to get some, some gutter humor, some, you know, um, some naughtiness. Yeah, it's like Euro trip and uh, American pie type stuff, right? Yeah. You know, and then, uh, the previews, I thought, hey, this is this is funny, you know, because it, it kind of makes sense, you know. It's like, oh, the baby carrots are getting chomped up, and the hot dogs are freaking out. Oh, they're just children, like that's funny stuff, all right. And it doesn't take or require a lot of thinking, you know. It's just it's simple-minded humor. You can just turn off and just go with the flow of it. Now, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, all right, I get the story, what's happening on here, and it like gets to us, you know. It, it's a constant. Uh, kind of how dirty or how kind of like holy shit kind of reaction can we get out of someone for this, this, this. And it's going throughout the whole movie. The end of the movie, I was not prepared for. Mm. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's, that's, that should have just been the tagline for the movie. I think that would probably sell the movie more. But like the end of this movie, I was not prepared for. It like is it is it it truly was one of those things where it popped up and it started going and it was like I, I kind of sat up watching it like holy shit what the fuck is happening kind of um, like the the nude wrestling in uh, was that Borat no wasn't Bo- was it Borat it was or one was that it? I, I can't watch yeah I one of those yeah those movies I don't care for I've I've watched them and I liked Ollie G I, I'm not really I into handle it. him I couldn't handle that it's not my kind of you know. I liked Ollie G because I the first time I ever saw him, I saw him interviewing Newt Ginrick. <laughs> and I, tell me, you wouldn't worship the person that got away with getting that interview because how the hell did he get that interview? It's no, yeah. so good. Yeah, no, that, you know, I, I give him credit for what he does. I get him, you know, but I, for me, it just, I'm not discounting his, you know, his intelligence and his humor and his uh, creative, you know. Um, He's a madman. No, he is, yeah. For his, you know, what he handles and what he um, manages to create, and you know, his own just how his brain works is is awesome. But for me, that's not the kind of I can't watch it because it makes me uncomfortable. Because I get uncomfortable for people. Oh, me so too. When I'm watching things where someone, you know, like I can watch Jackass, I can do that all day. That stuff's fine. Yeah. But, I know what you mean about that uncomfortable thing, though. Yeah, you know, he because he's. He's doing stuff and the other people aren't aware of what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah. I, I it's like suspense sometimes, whereas I'm like, this is too suspenseful and I'll turn it off. It doesn't mean I won't finish the movie, but I'll turn it off and I'll go do something else to like <laughs> alleviate the stress and then come back. Like um, there's that Netflix show, which by the way is a fantastic show. Um, Dead to Me. It's... Um, Christina Applegate from Married with Children right. and uh, Linda Cardellini. Um, you knew who that is? Mm, not by name. She was 
Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies. Um, she was Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers movies, uh, and she was the lead on Freaks and Geeks. In the Catalini. Lindsay. She was Lindsay on Freaks and Geeks. So she was like that whole Jed Apatow, yeah, um, Seth she. Rogen, Jason Siegel crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, beautiful, beautiful woman who is from the Bay Area, by the way. Uh, I think she went to Midi. Redwood City. I think she went to Midi. Um, anyhow, that that show, I can't really tell you why because I would be ruining kind of the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. But there are things that happen in that show where one person knows something that the other person doesn't. <laughs> and it's such a good show, but I'll watch an episode and I'm like, okay, I'll be back in a week. <laughs> because it's like, I need to forget about what's going on in the show. Because, you know, like the last time I watched it was like a month ago. It's like, I needed that much of a break. It's a comedy, right? It's a dark comedy. Okay. Um, which is also what makes it good. And the two of them are so fucking good. They're so natural. There's part where they're like at this like um, grief, you know, like meeting for people going through grief. Yeah. yeah. It's a count, uh, uh, support group. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Um, and I can't remember what happens, but something... Oh, I know what it is. The, the guy leading the group says something like kind of totally inappropriate mm, about like does. about like pushing his... Like pushing someone down the stairs or something. Mm-hmm. And the, the two of them look at each other from across the circle. And I swear to God, like, I don't know if it was ad-libbed. You know, we were talking about with... Um, with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's response to the guitar smashing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so, I was like, oh my God, that's the most uh, genuine response I've ever seen. And you're like, well, because it was. Yeah. Well, they're, the way that they look at each other in the scene is so real. Like they weren't it, expecting it. Yeah. And there's like no dialogue at that point or whatever, but it made me laugh so hard that I watched the, just them looking at each other like four times. I would rewind and watch it again because it's like being around people. Even like in real life, when you're around somebody laughing hysterically, yeah. you start to laugh. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And but anyways, the back to what I was saying about the show. But yeah, it just gets so intense where I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I I, I've, I can feel it like in my in my skin. I'm like, okay, I'll be back. I'll I guess, be back. Show. Uh, the, that kind of thing, I I can handle because it's a scripted thing. You know, I, I can handle scripted stuff with you mm. know people being you know made to you know, be made uncomfortable or, you know, but it's like if, if the person is unaware of what's happening, you know, like, so there's people like in the Borat movies, um, the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff where, um, or any of the movies of that style or shows of that style where like a prank is being played on someone, like even like in Practical Jokers, like I'll watch that sometimes, but even still, like if they're going, it's a, I think it's on True TV. Um, Oh, it's like a reality show. It's, yeah, these four dudes that um, go out and um, they're like four best friends and they just, uh, you know, uh, three of them will kind of go back into like a little um, uh, staging area with like a microphone and all that. And the other person has an earpiece and he's out in public and they make them do like horribly embarrassing stuff. So it's like punked almost? Yeah, and and they're dared to do it. And if... um, they don't do it, then you know they don't get the points, whatever. So it's like a competition between oh, the four of them. And then by the end of the show, whoever has you know the most and who has like succeeded in all of the ridiculous dares, um, whoever has the least points, 
they have to do like the most embarrassing thing out of all of the ones done in that episode. Uh, so in a way, it's like a game show version of like Tom Green's old show, where he would just do the yeah, yeah. And that he guy, was speaking of someone who was nuts. That guy was yeah, fucking exactly. Yeah. Remember when he'd interview people with dog shit on the microphone? Yeah, <laughs> and it was real dog shit. <laughs> and he'd keep pushing it closer to their slowly, face, slowly with the dead that just look on his face of just you know pinning them against the wall where they breathing. can't run away. <laughs> yeah, Daddy, would yeah, you like no. some sausage? That kind of stuff, you know, like that might have been part of where it stemmed from. Like, you know, cause mm. I remember watching that show and kind of being like, all right, this is good. It was funny. I'm laughing at this. Uh, I can't watch this right now. But like, I think the first time I really was like, I can't handle this shit is the American idol, uh, audition shows. Oh yeah. I don't, because when those, cause you know, like I said, that's just like know, literally to make fun of people. I'm not cool with that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like, I can embarrass four people and I see these people go on there and you know, some of them just genuinely think that they're amazing singers they don't, and then it's edited, you know, edited in a way where it's you know amplifying how bad they are, and just kind of like not giving anything more to who they are, or what their story is, or what they're trying to do. Just them, like you know, like off key and just being ridiculous and over the top. And then you cut to the reaction of the judges that are just like, "Oh my god, this is disgusting. This is horrible." You know, I can't handle that stuff because that's why I love when. Those people, there's certain people that'll get up and they get judged like, oh, this person's going to suck. And, they, you know, like I don't watch these shows, but these clips will... will yes, oh, yeah. the, the one that I always refer to is Susan Boyle because she was like a overweight kind of housewife. Well, not like severely overweight, but... Well, yeah, she's just she like a housewife. Of what we talked about last you know, time where it was like, oh, you know, this is what, you know... She doesn't look like a pop star. Let's exactly. put it that way. Yeah. And she, you know, she's just like this, the, the stereotype of a, of a, a housewife or like an old maid or something yeah, like, like that. She looks like Julia Child. Yeah, kind of. Um, and she, she's kind of goofy when she gets up there. And I think in a, in a very good way. Yeah, very like kind of person, Like, I'd like to meet this person. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like talk shit about her. And then she starts singing. And oh, she decides she's going to sing a song that they make fun of too because it's a fucking hard song. Yeah. And she just destroys them. And like, I love seeing shit like that. Not because I'm like, you know, whatever, fuck the judges, who cares? You know, they're getting paid to be assholes. But just like knowing that the audience was probably doing the same thing. And then, right. Yeah. Cause they follow the, you know, um, the follow the lead of the judges, you know, it's like, yeah, oh. because they're playing on prejudice, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's their whole point. And then it's like, great, because then the crowd reacts even more intensely because they're just, mm-hmm. oh shit, I was so stupid. Um, I've seen a few like that. You know, there was, uh, Excuse me, it's a silent burp. Um, there was, I don't, you know, again, same as you, these shows I don't watch, but they'll pop up and I'll see, you know, clips or parts of episodes or um, just like a snippet that pops up on like a 15 second Instagram video or something. But there was one on uh, America's Got Talent and there was uh, this guy that dresses up like a uh, kind of a classic operatic clown. His name was mm-hmm. Piddles, no, Puddles, the Puddles Piddle Party. P- Puddles Pity Party. I think that's what it was. Um, and he just comes out and I don't, he doesn't talk, I don't think. He, he did, you know, he's this little shtick. And they're kind of like, oh, okay, rolling their eyes. Like, what's this guy going to do? Some like an old dude dressed up like a clown, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts singing the most like outstanding opera. Oh. And they're like, everyone's freaking the fuck out. And now he's like, you know, he's he's pseudo famous. He's got a bit of a career now from it. And it's like, that's his thing. You know, he's 
I think it's Puddle's pity party. Um, so like that kind of stuff, you know, same thing. Walks out, people are judging just off the bat. And he's probably playing off of that. Um, because, you know, who wants to just hear the more the amount of people that want to see a dude dressed up like an operatic clown sing opera is probably more because they need visual stimulation and they need, you know, modern day entertainment instead of like the general masses that will be receptive to just pure opera. So if the dude just walked out, you know, in a suit with tails, you know, dressed like Pavarotti um, and just started singing opera, most people would just kind of be like, okay, it's another opera dude. But, right, you know, opera, you know, uh, people that are nuts about opera and actually appreciate opera, then of course, no, no matter who it is or what it is, they'll be like, yes, yes, I want it. This is good. But, you know, people sitting in the crowd of uh, a TV show, you know, put on by a major network, of course, is going to probably be more like, I want pop stuff. I want bubble gum. You know, they want that shit. Um, and then I think just recently I saw another video and it kind of, you know, it's one of those ones that like kind of gets you choked up because you're like, this is some real shit. Um, it was America's Got, Got Talent again. And uh kid is blind and autistic. Oh, somebody and, was just telling me about this. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he walks out with his mom. Um, he's standing there and she's explaining, you know, just kind of what they've gone through and what, you know, music means to him and what it's done for him, how it's helped him. And, um, you know, you can tell that he's like super excited. Um, once they, you know, sit down, she kind of explains to him, you know, okay, there's going to be, you know, this many cameras on you and there's a room full of people and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to do great. And he's all, yeah, I'm going to do it great. I'm going to do awesome. And she walks away and it's like, you know, taking a little bit of time. So that builds up that, you know, typical, uh, Naysayers. Tension. Yeah, that naysayer and you know, a lot of those people that are like, oh, okay, is he gonna choke? You know, is he gonna be able to do it? And all of a sudden he just starts playing the piano and this fucking voice comes out of this dude that you're just like, Who the fucking shit? Where did that what's going on? Like you're not expecting it because like you know, when the he only speaks, you know, a little bit, you know, before he starts singing. So you're just like you always kind of uh make a kind of a quick um, judgment in your mind of like, all right, the voice is at this level. He's probably going to sing. He's going to sound like this. His voice that came out when he sang did not really kind of get hinted at when he spoke. And he just does this song that you're like, what the fuck? This is amazing. And that's exactly how I felt when I saw that Susan Boyle one. Yeah. It gives you chills. It kind of gets you choked up a little bit because, you know, he's singing a fucking deep ass fucking song. Um, and then, like, I immediately I just kind of dove into it, and I kind of tried to find, you know, I searched his name, I think, and I came up and I found his like Instagram or like YouTube videos. You know, he, this is what he does. He he's a, a singer. He like performs in a band. Um, he does shows, um, but you know, it's just he opted to go on America's Got Talent and probably going to do something for him because he's a genuine, you know, talented person. But you know, of course. Anybody just sees, you know, a dude walk around with a, you know, can't see with a cane, just like, oh, he probably, you know, they discount, which is fucked yeah. up. Like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. yeah. At the at the best, they think, oh, poor guy. Yeah. But no, it's just that that's one of those things when those, because otherwise on those shows you get, you know, you get that fluff, you get that stuff that's just filler, that's just for, you know, the, right. um, the, the, the 
clickbait type stuff where it's just, well, this is the stuff that people will watch and the YouTube videos will pop up. Look at this silly dude. He fucked up. You know, yeah, we can clip this and put this on YouTube and right. and it'll get us more viewers. Yeah, get that guy up here. Okay. Yeah. But it's like I start seeing that stuff more. And that is one kind of benefit I can say to the the massive, you know, connection that social media has created amongst, you know, so many different, you know, levels from, you know, music executives down to just people performing on the streets. Like everywhere in between, you can reach out and kind of get noticed. Like there's a I just saw uh, this little girl. She's a drummer. Um, you know, and she's only obviously with her age, she's only been drumming for a few years, but you know, she'd become like this Instagram phenomenon and uh, Lenny Kravitz. It's not the girl that I sent you guys the video of that one time, was it? Uh, playing drums with Lenny Kravitz? No, it's a little Asian girl. No, no, no. Oh, this girl was doing Metallica. Okay, yeah. No, this girl, um, like, Lenny Kravitz, like, invited her to a show or whatever, and she's, like, on stage oh, with him, and they're talking, and he's like, I've been following you. He's like, I, I love your drumming. I follow you, and, you know, I see all your posts. And she's, like, freaking out. Um, and then he gets her up on the drums, and she, they start jamming to fucking, are you going to go my way? Um, and, yeah, you know, it's that kind of stuff happens for, you know, young kids. And there's uh, one of my favorite new uh, female vocalists I came across because um, one of the like jazz um, music uh, pages I follow on Instagram um, posted her video that she gets, you know, and it's like one of the early or not early, but um, one of the Instagram only videos. It's an early recording of the song where she did her own like kind of really sultry, awesome version of uh, John Mayer's um, new light, which is, John Mayer's version is very poppy, you know, um, very upbeat, um, a little bit faster tempo. Hers is very like, you know, um, very seductive and very moody. Sultry. Oh God. So good. Um, I'll post a snapshot of, um, I'll tag her in a picture because like I, I bought like her, uh, she only has a few songs and stuff, you know, recorded and put up on, um, iTunes and Spotify and stuff, but um, because I'm not gonna lie, you know, I enjoy John Mayer's a really good songwriter, and when you get to see somebody take a song like that and do a cover, but do you know, it's almost like it's now her song the way she does. Well, it's it. kind of like a Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. It's yeah. a good song, yeah. But then when you hear Jeff Buckley sing it, you <laughs> oh, kind of hate yourself. Exactly. Like, oh, this is this is this is where this song belongs yeah or like uh how bob dylan felt about hendrix when he covered all along the watchtower oh, yeah yeah but yeah. he's like well that that's that's better exactly yeah <laughs> what are you gonna say you're gonna be like yeah you destroyed it it's so good <laughs> you know and it's but that's music you know it's like once you put something out there um i feel like you know if you're really proud of it and you feel like you did it well for you you need to accept and open that it's uh if it's going to reach and connect with somebody else, uh, it's susceptible to being interpreted their way, you know? Yeah. I love that though. You it know, is. like I love cover songs. So I'm not going to lie. Dude, I, I have a list, you know, in my phone and in my head and in notebooks and in fucking empty receipts laying around in my car somewhere of like the cover songs that I would love to do my own way for, you know, like, 
you know, do a, do a breakup album. Like all the fucking songs I love to listen to when my fucking heart's broken or all my favorite happy right. songs. About, you know, it's like, there's so many of them because the greatest thing about, you know, a lot of uh, really good music is when you get touched by a song that, especially as a musician, are like, fuck, I wish I had written that song because that song is like perfect for me right now. You right. Know? Like speaking of Leonard Cohen, there's a song he did called Alexander Leaving. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever talks about that song when they talk about Leonard Cohen. I heard it one time and I'm like, um, this is my song. Yeah. I'm taking this with me everywhere I go. Yeah. But yeah, cover songs are fun, but I hate, I hate when people cover a song and they make it sound exactly like the original. Right. Like, why'd you bother? Like, yeah, like, um, Weezer's, um, Africa. By Toto, like, why? What's yeah, the that's point? That's popped, popped up a few times, and I'm like, if it's in the, if it's at the right level, if like you're out in public, you know, it's like kind of playing in the background, like a coffee shop or a store or something like that, and it starts to come on, or you hear it like midway through, it takes me a second where I'm like, is that? Weezer? Yeah, you have to wait for the guitars. Yeah, you're like, is that? Is it so? Oh no, yeah, no, that's Weezer. And then I like when people make it their own you know, cover. Yeah. I, I like, feel like oh, I'm a country star covering this jazz song. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make it country. Cool. Yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah. Um, I feel like you'll, you'll feel that way. Like you got to listen to the John Mayer version first and then listen to hers. And yeah, I need, you know, like I have, I've heard a lot of things about John Mayer about, and like things where I'm like, he sounds like just a fucking cool dude, but I don't, I don't fucking, I only know one song by him. Yeah. And you know what it is. It's the, Worst song that he probably wishes he didn't write, even though it's probably what ever. made him famous. Yeah, but well, you, um, you got to play chess with the salt and pepper shaker. Yeah. Ah, uh, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you know what? Um, something I wanted to bring up while we're in this episode. Mm-hmm. I realized that I spend a lot of my time watching like crime shit mm-hmm. and porn. Yeah, kind of. I'm just I'm fascinated. I'm I think I have like a partial Sherlock Holmes mind where I'm like. I'm caught on the puzzles. Right, right. Usually I like watching stuff that is about trying to solve something. But mm-hmm. because of that, you end up watching other stuff adjacent to it. Yeah. Like if you're watching Dateline, sometimes it's like, who did this? And what I was going to talk about is Dateline. There's this episode and I watched this episode and I'm like, we have to talk about this on the show because this is the biggest load of fucking bullshit. I watched this episode. I was so fucking pissed off. It's... Uh, I don't even know how to begin. So the episode at the beginning. is from this past weekend. It's called uh, She Did Everything Right. Okay. And so it's just, there's this girl. She's a senior. I'm, uh, I'm not going to remember all the details. I'm, I don't have notes. Doing mm-hmm. this all the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I have the three main things that I wanted to remember that are in the, <laughs> in the Instagram post, which is why I put it there. I'm using the Instagram as a public notebook for myself. But her name was Lauren McCluskey. McCluskey. She was a senior at the University of Utah and she was, uh, I don't know, I want to say track star. I just know she was on the track team. Mm -hmm. And she started dating this guy. He's an older guy. And some weird shit happened. Like her friends weren't like sure about this dude. Something about like there was some stuff about her car getting impounded and they reported the incident to campus police. And then at another point, they found that he was trying to convince her to get a gun. Mm -hmm. That she needed to have a gun. 
Um, and her, her friends didn't feel good about that either. So they reported that to campus police too, because they're like, somebody's trying to bring a gun on a campus. You might want to know that, especially this dude's fucking 37 years old. He's dating a, you know, what, what's a senior in college? 22, 21-year-old? Uh, sure. In there, right? 18, 19, yeah. 20, 21. Yeah, 21-year-old-ish. We'll go with that. In 20s, yeah. And he's trying to bring, you know, trying to get her to get a gun and bring it on campus. And it's Utah. It's not a big deal. You can, you know, it, they didn't make a big deal of it because you can con- carry concealed weapons. Everybody can carry a concealed weapon in Utah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Kind of terrified. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I think that's the point of the concealed carry, pu- public concealed carry, though. Everybody is terrified, so they well, don't want to do anything wrong, right? Qu- quick side, you know, I'll, I'll make this quick. Um, the you know back in the old west, everyone thinks of what they see in the movies, where it's just shootout after shootout after shootout. Well, the Colt Peacemaker, which is the most you know well well known revolver handgun, everybody thinks of a cowboy gun. They think of a Colt Peacemaker. Right. The reason it was called a Peacemaker was because everybody carried a gun back then. Everybody had was armed, or majority of people were armed. So it kept the peace because everybody had a gun. Nobody did anything. Like everything you see in movies, that's all Hollywood shit. Right. It wasn't. I mean, there there were some towns that were you know super lawless and had a lot of shit happening, but a majority of people like shit didn't just pop off like that, and people were acting stupid because you knew that almost every single person around you could fucking take you out. So right. the gun just being a common carried you know piece of um, equipment. It, it it just inherently just kept the peace just by being common knowledge. So that's where the term peacemaker comes from. And so out. Utah being a Western state, mm-hmm. they're a little bit, well, California is probably different than most Western states in the, the way that we treat guns. Um, they're more into concealed carries in Utah. So they didn't make a big deal of this complaint. And then at a certain point, she, I don't remember the order here, but they found out that the guy used to be or is a registered sex offender. Mm-hmm. And she breaks up with him. I don't remember if they find that out after she breaks up with him or she breaks up with him because of that. I don't remember that part. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she breaks up with him. He starts threatening her, starts sending these threatening texts. And having other people send threatening texts, so they're like they, she blocks his numbers, so they start coming from different numbers. Yeah, and so she reports it to campus police, and campus police says, "Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna take care of this, and we're gonna look yeah. into this, right. and we'll give you an update." Well, time goes by, and she's getting more. She gets more threats, and campus police isn't. She calls an update, and they they blow her off again. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, she, no, we're handling it. We're going to handle it. So she's scared. You know, of course she's scared. There's just this, this 38-year-old man threatening her. Threatening her not only with violence, but also with, like, posting pictures of them. Yeah. Stuff like that, right? So she calls... This is University of Utah, once again. So she calls the Salt Lake City Police Department. Because the campus police, they function as their own, like, police department. They're technically a police department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not all colleges are like that, but in this case, they are. And so she calls Salt Lake City and she's like, I'm going to call them then. And she goes through the whole thing. They kick her back to campus police. This sounds like a campus police problem. Though though that's their jurisdiction, they kick her back. 
And so she goes through the whole thing again, goes through with the campus police, and then calls the Salt Lake City police again, and they kick her back. It'll be a pretty solid manuscript. So I don't think I'll have to go through as many draft edits once I get through the manuscript. Do you think you could plausibly do a scene a day? Yeah. Oh, easily. Okay. Easily. Yeah, there you go. How well I know how to use my expressions in my body. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that totally works, by the way. Like if you do a certain expression and you want that person to do it, if you do it at them, the likelihood of them being able to do it is tenfold. I mean, it's night and day. That's why they say like one of the basic, most basic actions you can do for general kindness is to walk around with a smile sure. and smile at people because you're making them smile. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're, it's like paying it forward. Like, I'm in a good mood. Now you're in one. Now you're in one. You know, maybe just for a second, a couple seconds. You know, there's there's also this whole science about the connection between the brain and and the body. And they say that uh, the pathway between the brain and the part of the body is two ways, and your brain doesn't know the difference. So, for example, I feel good, and therefore I create the action of smiling. But that also works the other way. I smile and my brain goes, oh, we're feeling good. So it's like a hack to put yourself into a better mood. Um, Tony Robbins does a lot of this stuff where it's like, oh, pull back your shoulders and stand in, stand in a more of a power stance and you'll feel more confident. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of science hinting that these things are true. To what extent? I don't know. But that, that's interesting when you think about in the in the perspective of a world that's about to go into virtual reality. Sure. Where these avatars and, and the effects that avatars can have is something we're going to have to think about a lot more. Yeah, and I, I imagine as... I mean, like the... What's the name of the program that makes the fake faces? Face... The Face app, right? Um, yeah, but there's an actual like... So the face app is the phone app, but I'm talking about like the actual. There's a there's a program out there that Google developed that make that can mimic a person almost completely. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. The, by uh, the way, nobody used that face app. But it's, that's it's created by Russian hackers. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, yeah. Which is why I resisted using it for so. I mean, I still haven't used it, um, but I, I downloaded it before I knew that. Yeah, and um, it's not a conspiracy theory either. This is verified. Yeah, but that it's so good at mimicking expressions. I'm talking about this Google app um, that it's it's scary. Like what level of of I don't know I, I, personal intrusion. I don't know what better way to put it than that. Um, but it's super scary that that's possible now. Well, you know, it's the same thing that you're going to start seeing a lot of with the uh, deep fakes and all that shit, mm-hmm. where. Reality is really is going to be something you're going to have to choose. <laughs> sure. Well, the, the thing that terrifies me when I think about the avatar stuff, like, but even actually beyond the avatar stuff, virtual reality stuff, what does it what is it going to do to the human brain to play a game like Call of Duty when you're no longer watching it on the screen, but it's literally you holding a gun? And killing people. Oh, man. That's a question. Why is nobody fucking talking about that? That's an important question that we should be asking. Like, we could be creating a whole world of sociopaths. 